0: Good evening everyone, what a privilege it is to be here tonight. I want to honor Travis, the uh, visionary leader of this team and the whole team that is with him. I want to honor the spiritual father and and the overseer, Ken Sobrekin and his wife. I just want to tell you that I am so pleased with what is happening here in Edmonton. And to come back to this resurgence uh, conference. You know, I have to tell you something. Um, my wife and I first met uh, Catherine Mullen and worshiped with her in Lakeland, Florida, along with 10,000 other people. And I'll tell you, we were so blessed. I, I said to Christine, we were both, we just, we are so blessed with the passion that this young lady has. And just so blessed with the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And I I told Catherine, I said, Catherine, the church is ready for you in Canada's nation's capital. Uh, We're we're ready for her to come to Ottawa. So we're really excited about that. And uh, we hope that that will happen sometime. I just want to say tonight, in Jesus' name, you need to get on the phone, Facebook, Twitter, text... However, you do it, you need to get a hold of people tomorrow and say, You got to come tomorrow night. This is just the warm up. This is just the warm up. This is powerful, but this is just the warm up. You need a, you need to, come on. If you, I know you're committed to this city. I know that you're absolutely passionate. And so I'm just asking you to think even right now who can I call? Who can I? Facebook, who can I text, who can I Twitter, How, who, who can I get a hold of to tell them, you've got to come to this conference because something's going on, because I'll tell you what, this weekend is going to be a life-changing weekend for a lot of people in Jesus' name, and I just want to declare that God is wanting to do something significant, significant, And listen, you know, you just got breaks through some stuff the first night, but by tomorrow night, I believe in Jesus' name that this team, of ministry team that are going to bring the word and bring worship to this place, are going to see something released this weekend in significant. Whatever ceiling there has been on the worship in the resurgence is going to be busted in Jesus' name. We believe that there's going to be a, a portal broken through in the heavenlies in Jesus' name. We believe that God wants to release his presence. Do you believe that? Well, at least these guys up front here are all excited. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Now listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're in a warfare, and I don't know if you are aware of that or not, but we are. But we don't battle against flesh and blood. We battle against principalities, powers, dominions, and wickedness in high places. We are in a war. We are in a war in which we need to understand that the enemy has formed an unholy alliance to come against God's people and to come against the church. The church today is in a war against secular humanism, against postmodern mindsets of dishonor. There is, there is a war that is going on in the nation of Canada. That There are those lobbyists that are lobbying for their own interests that are totally anti-God, anti-morals. We're, we're, we're in a war against... Immoral liberalism we are in a war And it doesn't matter how comfortable you are you need to know you are in a war And Jehoshaphat woke up one day as it says in the first verse of 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 And he realized that his world had just been turned upside down Because there was an unholy alliance of three nations that have poised themselves, positioned themselves, to destroy Israel. It's interesting to me that this, this, what's going on today—secular humanism—is so anti-Israel. I'm not here today to talk about Israel. I'm just here to tell you that Israel is in covenant with God. This is not about. One nation above another nation. This is about a people that are in covenant with God. And God has not forgotten Israel. And there are nations that have always been poised and positioned to come against Israel. So it was on this occasion. Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. And now they're in a war. And this war has all the odds Of and all the potential of total destruction for Israel. Now I want to tell you something. You and I are in a war. We are in a war against principalities and powers, dominions, and wickedness in high places. If you are on the campus, you know there's a war in on the campuses. If you are working in the business, and you are working in the marketplace, and you know there's a war going on in the marketplace. There is a war going on in the family. There is a war going on in the home. There is a spirit of violence that is coming against the church. The enemy has unleashed everything that he knows to come against us. So we need to understand the importance of stepping into what God has already determined for us. Now listen, without the Holy Spirit, you just got to get it straight. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't worship God the way God wants to be worshipped. That's just the way it is. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot pray effectively. That's just the way it is. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't be an effective witness. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't live an overcoming lifestyle. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't walk in righteousness and holiness. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Because unless the Spirit draws you, you can't come to Him. Without Holy Spirit, listen, the church has thought that we can do all this kingdom stuff without Holy Spirit. But I want to tell you something. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The church needs to understand the total dependency we have on the anointing, on the power and the presence and the person of the Holy Spirit. If this war is going to be won, it's not going to be won because we came up with some new ideas or we came up with some new programs or we come up with some new music or we come up with some new new things that are going to help us to be effective. If this war is going to be won whereby the Lord Jesus Christ is glorified and the Father's will is done in our lives, it's going to be by the Spirit of the Lord in Jesus' name. It is not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. Now listen, when you are in Christ, you are anointed. You need to understand that. To be in Christ is to be in the anointing. The word Christ means the anointed one. When you are in Christ, you are in the anointing. But you have to learn to depend upon that anointing. You have to learn to walk in the Spirit, be led of the Spirit, and live in the Spirit. You need to know that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Listen, I want to tell you something. Without the anointing of God in your life, on your life, your effectiveness as a believer is nil and border nothing. You can, listen, you can... We can sing the songs. We can pray the prayers. We can preach the sermons. But without the Holy Ghost, without the Holy Ghost, Listen, Jesus who made himself of no reputation, it means that he emptied himself. Kenosis, what did he empty himself of? He did not empty himself of his divinity, the Son of God, the Son of Man. He emptied himself of the right to act upon his divinity. He made a decision that he would humble himself and become a servant. That he would be subject to the Holy Spirit of the living God. Whereby God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. Everything he did, he did by the Spirit of God. Now, why are you saying this, Pastor? I'm saying this because if this battle is going to be won in Edmonton, if this battle is going to be won in Canada, if the church is going to be kingdom, not religious, kingdom, we have got to get in alignment With the wind of God, the fire of God, and the breath of God, in Jesus' name. We have got to learn how to commune with the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name. We have got to learn how to partner with the Spirit of God and give Him something to work with. Research is giving the Holy Ghost something to work with. And that's why I kept telling people, I love this young man. I honor Travis and the team. That are willing to do something. Because everybody can complain. Anybody can, can complain. Listen, I've ministered in churches in this, in this city. I'm not going to name them, but I've ministered in them. And I'm telling you, church programs aren't going to get the job done. I don't care if you've got Pentecostal on the door. I don't care if you're Baptist, Episcopalian. I don't care what name you claim. Without the Holy Ghost of God in your life and the anointing, the kingdom of God isn't going to come. The anointing comes when the Spirit of the Lord is released in our lives in Jesus' name. You are anointed. 1 John 2.20, you say, well, where is this going? Well, you stick with me. We might just get there. But 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 says, you have an unction from the Holy One. That word unction means, it means you are saturated with oil from the Holy One. You are anointed. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're anointed. You're anointed. You are anointed. But you got to learn to value that anointing. And you got to learn how to flow in that anointing. I'm here to tell you today that the Lord Jesus Christ has arisen from his throne. I remember one time I had a vision of the Lord standing up. And, and afterwards the enemy came to me and said, Now you're really losing a John, because the word says that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. But I read of Stephen when he was being stoned and Stephen said, I see the Lord standing. I tell you what, the Lord stands when an anointed one takes their stand for righteousness and somebody has got to take a stand in this city. That's what resurgence is all about. And I tell you, the Lord is standing. And there's an oil as he's standing in this day. There's an oil that is flowing from his head down over his body. And he's saying, All who will stand with me in these last days shall be recipients of a fresh anointing that's flowing from me to my own in this hour. Now, in the Old Testament, there were only three anointed offices. Every believer of the Lord Jesus Christ is anointed, but in the time that we're reading about in 2 Chronicles, there were three anointed offices, only three. Only three were anointed, the king, the prophet, and the priest. These three anointed of God, the king, the priest, the prophet, these three were the gatekeepers. They were the ones that were to take their stand and say, no enemy is going to be successful against this nation. These three were anointed and anointed in their office. These three were anointed so that Israel, a nation under God, could show the kingdom of God. Now, God's plan has never changed. It's just that right now, he's using the church that has been grafted into the olive tree. Why grafted into the olive tree? Because it speaks of the source of anointing oil. You and I, who were not even a people, are now part of the commonwealth of Israel. We have the anointing of the king the prophet, and the priest on our lives. Jesus is the anointed king, prophet, and priest. And when you are in him, you have the anointing of the king, the prophet, and the priest in your life. I want to tell you something. Those three elements of the anointing need to be restored in these last days. If there's going to be victory, we've got to see the kingly anointing come back to the church. Listen, we're called to be the head and not the tail. We're called to be above and not below. We're called to rule. Romans chapter 5 verse 17 says, If through the transgression of one death has reigned, how much more through the one Lord Jesus Christ shall life reign. And then it goes on and it says that we reign in life through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. The kingly anointing is the anointing to rule. It's the anointing to reign. The church has had such a small mindset about themselves. You know, we're just, a, we're just a few struggling people just doing the best we can. Just holding on until Jesus comes. Listen, I want to tell you something. You've got the anointing of the king of kings and the Lord of lords in your life. That anointing has got to be released in your life in Jesus' name. It is the anointing to rule. I tell you, I just sent something in my spirit. God says, listen... It's time to rule. It's time to rise up in Jesus' name and reign in life through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. It's time to reign. Hallelujah. It's time to rise up in authority and declare not in our city in Jesus' name. Not in our nation in Jesus' name. You're not going to have our generation in Jesus' name. Somebody's got to step up and say no. Yeah. But you see, what happened was, Israel at this time is, is like the church. Got lazy. Got tired. Got self-serving. And self absorbed and just stopped doing what they're called to do and stopped being who they're called to be. And so the enemy knows how to take advantage. What did Paul say? Less, he said, I will not have you to be ignorant, lest the enemy take advantage of you. So I'm gonna to say to you tonight in the name of Jesus, we need a restoration of the kingly anointing in the church we've been the followers instead of the leaders are you listening to me in Jesus name you know what we've let others take place of rulership instead of us taking rulership Mm. under the authority of Christ when Jehoshaphat heard of this unholy alliance he knew what to do he was a young man this was his first real challenge of his kingly anointing. He'd been somewhat to this point. I mean, he, he just was amoral, just didn't have effectiveness. He wasn't taking his place as a gatekeeper for the nation. But he knew what to do. He went to God and he humbled himself. He fell before the Lord. He gathered all of Judah together and they began to seek God. I'll tell you when when our when our government officials, when our city council, when our come on, are you listening to me? When when our MLAs, when our premiers, when our prime minister. Our MPs, when our senators will humble themselves and pray, that's when the kingly anointing is going to come back to Canada in Jesus' name. And the church is going to begin to see unusual things. You say, I don't believe that's going to happen. Well, I'm sorry, I do. There are people in government that have laid their life down because they believe that he shall have dominion. Come on, somebody ought to get happy in this place. There are, listen, I want to tell you, it's we, we First thing we did when we went downtown is we invited MPs to come to our church. And I tell you, I said, I want you to preach. I tell you, I'm not going to mention my name. I'm just here to tell you, when they stood up and began to declare the Spirit of God came upon those MPs, they began to prophesy. They began to declare. I saw the kingly anointing. I did it on MPs who believed from sea to sea, and I'll tell you, from the earth to the ends of the earth, from the from the rivers to the ends of the earth. I'll tell you, God is looking for some people I'm gonna rise up now. Your generation, the young adults. I'll tell you what, you guys, you guys are the best. I know this isn't a young adult conference, but I just see you outnumber some of us. So I'm here to tell you something. I'm proud of you. Get a knowledge of who you are. Hallelujah. You are a kingdom of priests. You are kings and priests unto God in Jesus' name. You have an anointing to rule in the business realm, in the marketplace. You've got an anointing to rule on the campuses of this city in Jesus' name. You've got to come on. Somebody ought to get happy in this house. In the name of Jesus, you are called to rule. Don't let anybody tell you you're too young. That's, that's ridiculous. You are anointed. Jehoshaphat began to pray. I love the prayer. I, I know time is going by. I love his pride. Does God say this. He knew how to pray, and you ought to know how to pray too. First of all, he prayed who God was. Then he prayed what God did. Then he prayed what God promised. You don't talk about the promise until you get it clear on who he is and what he did. When you know who he come on, somebody out. When you know who he is, it's there. I'm I'm just hadn't read it because I haven't taken the time because you read it when you go home. 2 Chronicles 20. He prayed who God is, what God did, and then he said, And you promised. Shemundi, If hard times come and we turn to you. Hallelujah. And then I love the way he ends up his prayer. I think we're right there. I think we've tried everything, and, and it's not being as effective as it should be. Maybe we ought to be like Jehoshaphat. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, this will release the kingly anointing in your life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I know we're so smart. We know exactly what to do. But Jehoshaphat said, neither know we what to do, but our eyes are on you. You want to release the anointing to rule? Hallelujah. You're tired of being kicked around, knocked down, shut down, spit upon? Are you getting tired of being below instead of above? Are you getting tired of being the tail instead of the head? Then in the name of Jesus, release the anointing of the King of kings in your life by simply saying, neither know we what to do, but our eyes are on you. Looking on my God. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy of our might preached yet tonight who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the same for consider him who endures such contradiction of sins sinners against himself lest you grow weary and faint in your mind if you don't get you got to get it here but then somehow it's got to get from here to here and you got to start thinking like kings come on now You've got to get this stupid mindset that we're just, we're just humble, low, lowly Christians. Listen, humility is not thinking of your, less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. It's not about you. It's about getting the job done. Oh, okay, okay. So, so we're getting the kingly anointing back. The next is we've got to get the prophets back. Now, you know... I want to tell you, there's something, there's something about a rich heritage. Now, before I say what I'm going to say, I want to say that if you're a first generation believer in your family, by that I mean, as far as you know, you're the only one in your family that's a Christian. Is there anyone here like that? You just raise your hand real high, lift up real high. I just want to tell you something. No, lift up real high. Don't be ashamed. You ought to be proud. I just want to tell you, I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so excited for you guys. You guys get the privilege that I didn't get. You get the privilege of starting a whole new line in your family. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Somebody ought to get happy here in Jesus' name. You get the privilege to be a solitary, a single, precious, beloved life that is set in families to break the chains that bind. Hallelujah. You're the one that has been chosen to bring blessing to the family. So get excited about that. And the next time you're feeling sorry for yourself because you're the only one in your family a Christian, put your shoulders back and say, thank you, God, you must be some kind of proud of me. She come You knew this family needed you and you're using me to bring Jesus to my family. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, my God, something's going on here. You say, well, Raymond, you're getting too excited. Okay, I know I forgot I'm in the West. But I want to tell you something. I said, I want to tell you something. God wants you to begin to prophesy to your families. Now, having said that, I'm concerned because I meet people all over this nation that seem to devalue the advantage of having a spiritual heritage. After the king gets right, and that anointing is flowing, glory to God, they started to just worship, and they started to stand and just magnify God. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel, whose great-grandfather was one of the sons of Asaph. Now, you tell me. Now, just for those of you who don't know who Asaph was, Asaph was the chief musician worshiper in David's tabernacle. His whole family were anointed along with him. They were prophetic worshipers in David's tabernacle. They worshiped along with other teams 24-7 in David's tabernacle. In a time in Israel's history when they had greater peace... Greater prosperity and greater productivity than any other time in the history. Israel longs to get back to that Davidic place of prosperity. And here's this young man. We don't even know him. He only shows up in Scripture once. I'm going to suggest to you that this young man never prophesied before. That's what I believe. It's very possible that that anointing that had been passed down from generation to generation, that impartation, maybe he didn't even really value it. Maybe he probably heard about his great-grandfather and how they would worship prophetically in the glory of God. He didn't understand that. But here he is. And the Spirit of God comes upon him. And that gift that is in him begins to stir up. And suddenly, the prophetic anointing, the prophet, the unknown prophet, the the no-name prophet. We know his name, but he, that he had no significance among this crowd. But suddenly he begins to prophesy. And he begins to tell them, don't be afraid for this multitude. He begins to declare, the battle's not yours. The battle is the Lord's. He began to prophesy to God. What's going to give them a victory? I'll tell you what. The prophetic anointing. What I love about this young lady that's leading worshiper tonight. Is I love the prophetic worship. I love the passion. But I love the passion released in prophetic worship. That's what I tell you. What that's, that's what we've got to get to. Most of us here were watching a woman on fire prophesying unto God, prophesying to the wind. And we didn't even know what to do, most of us in this room. So we just worship nicely. Oh, praise the Lord. Yes, hallelujah. I want to tell you something. God wants to release a prophetic anointing in your life. That's going to come forth in worship. That's going to come forth. God says you're my oracles. Hallelujah. You are anointed to be my mouthpiece. In Jesus name. Your living epistles ready And known of all men. I'm going to use you. Listen a word fit. My God lady. A word fitly spoken. Is like apples of gold. Framed in silver. I see your bag full of Apples of gold framed in silver, and God says, Everywhere you go, you hand it out hallelujah! Because when you speak a word, oh my god, Shima We had an elders' meeting in, with our elders, and elders, what are they? Not old people, so our elders, and so, and we had an elders' meeting, and in that elders' meeting, we, we, we the Lord said to us, Listen. We have got to rise up and start to speak into the lives of the emerging generation. We have got to begin to speak words of life in Jesus' name. We're we're downtown. We got the Ottawa University just, just a little bit east, and we got the... Carlton University just a little bit south. And, and we got Algonquin just a little bit west. And there's thousands of young people right around us. And we began to believe that if we begin to speak in to this generation, we will see an army raised up in Ottawa, our nation's capital. My God, somebody. I'll tell you what. Listen, you are knowing it. You don't have to have a microphone on Sunday morning to prophesy. Come on, are you listening to me? You don't have to be the prophet to prophesy. All you've got to do is let the anointed prophet within you rise up so that your words are bringing life everywhere you go. Woo! da, yeah, <laughs> Listen, 1 Timothy 1 and 18, Paul charged Timothy with this charge. He said, in accordance to the prophecies that have been spoken over your life, I charge you to wage a good war, Shimamande, with those prophecies. I'll tell you what, when the spirit of prophecy in Christ is the spirit of prophecy... Oh my God, are you listening to me? When, when the anointed prophet inside of you begins to speak to you, through you, you ought you to take hold of that in Jesus' name. And you ought to wage a good war with that in Jesus' name. Listen, the anointing of prophecy is not to tickle you, not to give you a fancy feeling. The anointing of prophecy... It's to cause us to rise up as gatekeepers in our cities, in our homes, in our universities, in our nation, in Jesus' name. And say, not on my watch. I tell you, on the day of Pentecost, what they heard them doing was prophesying, magnifying God, speaking good about God. And 3,000 got saved. Get ready for the harvest. I tell you something, sir, I not you know something. Hallelujah. The anointed one inside of you is just bursting at the seams, wanting to get out of it all over in Jesus' name through you. He says, listen, if you'll walk with the Holy Ghost, I'll be glorified in your life. It's his job to glorify me. Ah, shimande. I will tell you of things that you know nothing of because he receives of me and he'll tell it to you. Oh my God, are you listening to me? We better get to the third one, right, sister? Because time is gone. Because there were three anointed offices. Not enough just to have the kingly anointing. This time they needed a threefold cord, can't easily be broken. This time, if they're going to win in this battle, they need the kingly anointing, they need the prophet anointing, and they need the priestly anointing. And the Bible goes on and it says in that beautiful 20th chapter that the priests who were sitting down, that's interesting to me, when the the prophecy came, All of Judah standing except for the priest. And isn't that just the way it is in church? Are you listening to me? I don't know if they were scrutinizing it. I don't know if they were questioning what was going on. I don't know what they were doing. But I just know they were sitting when they should have been standing. God says, I need you to stop sitting on the sidelines. My secret it's time to get back up on your feet. I know that you've been hurt. Oh my God, I just sent something now. I know you've been hurt in ministry. And I know that you've been wounded when you stepped up to do what he told you to do. But I tell you, as Max Licato said, Jesus didn't get out of this world without pain. And what makes you think you will? You are a priest unto God he the high priest wants to release his anointing in you to stand in the gap and to make up the hedge and to bring praise back to our cities in jesus name i want to tell you something those priests were sitting down but then suddenly the lord began to stir in them Because we got the kingly anointing, we got the prophetic anointing, but we need to get the priestly anointing back. We have have relished, we have have delegated it. We have delegated it to a few. Well, I'm not the pastor. I'm, I'm not fivefold. Listen, Martin Luther was used of God to restore truth that had been lost. And of course, the most important was justification by faith. I understand you must be born again. But I want to tell you something. The second truth he restored was the priesthood of all believers. There are people that laid their life down for that truth so it could be restored to your generation. And don't you take it lightly because I'm here to tell you that God is about to release an anointing of praise. Listen. Those, now now God's got it all. He's got, everything's in order now. So they go back and they have a rest. And then they get up early in the morning and see now there's order. And when there's order, (laughs) there is authority. Now Jehoshaphat, the king, he doesn't have to do it on his own. What's the king going to do? The king consulted with all the people. There was consultation taken among themselves. What are we going to do? You see, when you humble yourself with the kingly anointing, the prophetic anointing, and the priestly anointing in your life, and you humble yourself to accept counsel, oh, are you listening to me? I don't want you to make the mistakes I've made because... Because I believed it was just God in me. And I thought that was righteous. I thought that was godly. I had this view. It's just me and God. If I succeed, it's God. If I fail, it's me. I'll tell you, the Lord came to me one day. When I was driving home from church. Down the trail. Going home. And he came to me so powerfully. And he said, today when you go home. I want you to repent to your wife. Because if it had not been for my mercy, you would have been destroyed when you were going to and fro throughout this land. He said, I did call you, but I never called you to do it on your own. No man's an island to himself. When you think that you have the right to act independent from anyone else's counsel in your life, you are putting yourself in a position where the enemy can take you down. It is an amazing thing that the king, because that is not protocol. That's not royal protocol. He doesn't have to talk. He doesn't need counsel from anybody. And he took counsel from everybody. And God released an anointing in that moment with the king, the prophet, and the priest together. Hmm. Shikundi. And they got the word of wisdom. Now I'm going to invite the worship team to come. Because he said, the Lord spoke and said, and Joseph said, I know what we're going to do. We're We're going to send the praisers first. We're going to send them out in front of the army. And we're going to praise them. Now, people, the Lord has been speaking to me so strong in these last few days. And he said, I'm about to release a new anointing of praise upon the church in these last days. You know, when the, when we planted the church in, in, in Ottawa, we called our Sunday morning, not our Sunday morning worship service. We called it our Sunday morning celebration service. And I had one gentleman come to me and he said, I can't help but notice that you don't call it Sunday morning worship service. You call it Sunday morning celebration service. But he said, but I like the, I like the more intimate, quiet, you know, worship. And I said, well, I understand that. And there's times we are. But God told me to call the celebration service. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, praise is what's going to defeat the enemy. Shemunday you get in alignment with the anointed king, prophet, and priest in your life in those three elements of the anointing to rule, to declare, and to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. When you are in alignment with the anointing of God, there is going to be a new praise. Are you listening? There's going to be a new praise that's going to be released in these last days. There's going to be a new praise of God that's going to come forth from the church. This praise is going to rout the enemy. This, this is the praise. Glory to God. You've been anointed. You, you you have a garment of praise. That they had their garments on. It says that they were clothed with holy garments. or oh, we've got garments. Hallelujah. He's given us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness.
1: And I'll tell you what.
0: In Jesus' name. When they started going out saying, Hallelujah, the Lord is great and His mercy endures forever. They began to praise Him. I'll tell you what. The Bible says that the Lord set ambushment against the enemy. And there was a great victory that was won. Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, it took three days for them to gather all the spoils. How many are tired of the enemy spoiling you? How many are ready to rise up in the anointing of the king of kings and the prophet and the priest in your life to spoil the enemy? Listen, Jesus took three days to spoil the enemy. Hallelujah. From when he died and he was resurrected, that time he was spoiling principalities and powers and dominions. He was spoiling and disarming the enemy. I tell you what, praise release my God. She could praise releases that anointing to bring the victory. I say to resurgence, I speak an anointing of praise Upon these gatherings, even this weekend, I speak a release of the anointing of praise. Now, listen, you're looking at me like I'm strange. I know I'm a weird creature, but I'll tell you what, there's something in my heart. I just can't wait to get back to Ottawa. She Monday, last Sunday. I can't explain it, Pastor, but it always seemed to be a ceiling to our worship. It was good; God was there. it's great. But Sunday, something pierced the heavenlies, and you could. There was residue of revival. I could. I know I've been in it, Gleny. I'll tell you what high praises of God Psalm 149 and the high praises of God shall be in their mouth hallelujah to execute vengeance not against men but against the enemy to execute judgment hallelujah hallelujah to bind bind the authorities with chains of iron Woo! This is the honor of all the godly ones. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. I declare the dance is coming back to the house of God. I declare, come on now. get. I, I, I just want to prophesy here. I tell you what, there's people that are getting up again. The priest of the Lord. The worshipers of God, the praisers who have been silenced by religiosity are getting up, hallelujah, getting up, hallelujah, with a fresh garment of praise. It is time to let the devil know we've been silent long enough. Come on, let's stand together. Come on, come on, get up to your feet. Get on moving now! Hey!
1: Let it rain! Would you open up the floodgates of heaven? Open the floodgates, Lord! Come on! Let it rain! Let it rain! Would you open? I can hear the sound, 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 I can hear the sound. I praise again, I can praise again, I can hear the sound, 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 I can hear the sound. Yeah, yeah, I can hear the sound, 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 I can hear the I can hear the sound, I can hear the sound. I can hear the sound, I can hear the sound. I can hear the sound, I can hear the sound. I can hear the sound, I can hear the sound. I can hear the sound, I can hear the sound. I can hear the sound, I can hear the sound. I can hear the sound, I can hear the sound. I can hear the sound, I can hear the sound. I can hear the sound, I can hear the sound. Sound I can hear the sound I can hear the sound I can hear the sound
0: you, sir. You will rise up now in the anointing that is resident on your life. You will walk in the blessing of generations before you. You will see an increase of authority. You will cause and stand. Cause to stand, cause to stand This generation shall stand Woo! My God I declare a Samuel anointing is on you A Samuel anointing is on you One who knows the voice of the Lord And one who speaks that voice. God says now, stand. Hallelujah. And having done all to stand, stand with that anointing on your life. For you are clothed with that anointing to declare to this generation it's time, it's time to rise up and to run and not be weary and walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Even the young Stumble terribly, but
1: call them now. A voice to the generations. Oh, the voice to the generations. A voice to the generations. Be who you were called to be. Be a voice to the generations. Be a voice to the generations. Be a voice to the generations. I prophesy to the generations, be the voice of the generations, be the voice of the generations. Oh, I prophesy, I prophesy, be your voice to the generations, be the voice of the generations, be the voice of the generations Be the voice of the generation. I prophesy. I prophesy. Be the voice of the generation. Be the voice of the generation. Be the voice of the generation. I prophesy. I prophesy. Be the voice of the generation. Be the voice of the generation. Be the voice of the generation off the side.
0: that has held you down that has silenced you that has silenced you is not going to hold you down anymore God has given you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness heaviness Another thing too, Ephesians 5, don't be drunk with wine, which brings destruction, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual psalms. Singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Come on, put your hand on your head right now and begin to speak to yourself. Come on, come on, don't be ashamed. Begin to declare, I am the righteousness of God. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me, I render powerless. But this is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. His righteousness, her righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Come on, speak over yourself. Yeah. Come on, prophesy over yourself. Come on, hear yourself saying amazing things over yourself. It's going to break every other word that was spoken over you. Some of you have had curses spoken over you. It's being broken off you right now. Being broken off you right now. A curse without cause will not prosper. My God, come on. Speak over yourself and that heaviness will be gone. That's all you have to do. I know it seems a little strange, right? But it, it's God's word. And God's not a man that he should lie. He says, speak to yourselves in Psalms. That's praise hymns and spiritual songs. That's the Holy Ghost coming through you. Hey, my God. put Just take that beautiful hand of yours there and put that hand right there. And begin My God, in Jesus' name. She my hand there. You spirit of heaviness and confusion. You spirit of darkness and destruction. I command you, loose her. Loose her.
1: prison door, sets the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me and I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It opens prison door, sets the captives free.
2: spoke to me, and I believe, I believe we need to respond, and I, and I can't really figure out how we're going to respond tonight, but I believe there's a few people here that uh, God's going to heal. There's someone with a knee condition, in this knee, that God is, uh, it's either a popping knee or something, but I believe God's, there's, there's someone in the knee, it's, it's in this area, I think it's your left, that God wants to heal it. And, uh, and I, just, I just feel too, that there's, there's a shift that has happened, as John, as the word has gone out, as the Spirit has spoken to us tonight as it's hovered in this place, I believe that, that God has spoken to you and I believe that some of you have felt in that darkness. And, and I believe prophetically we need to respond. You've spoken over it, but I, I want to invite you. We're not going to pray over you tonight unless we feel led, but if you would, would you come? Would you join? If you're like, you know what? Something, something tonight shifted. I, I know it. Something shifted. And I, I want to proclaim it. I'm going to invite you to come just as a response. It's between you and God. It's not so that I can see it or anything. But I believe that God, we don't want to leave this place and not respond. And I just believe there's something in stepping out and stepping forward and saying, you know what? Yeah, th- there's stuff that, that's been going on and, and all this stuff. And I need to step into the calling that God's called me to. I need to step into that kingly anointing, the prophetic anointing. The, 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 there's got to be something that shifts. And I, and I just want to invite you now. We're going to worship a little longer, and uh, it's not too late yet, but would you just come? Would you respond? And I believe as you respond, it's going to seal it. It's going to seal the things that are going on, the chaos all around. Whatever you're feeling, it's going to break it through. I, just, I see breakthrough. If you have a physical need, if you, if you have, I, I see someone here with a mental, mental health where your, your mind has been going out, and you haven't been thinking, God wants to set you free of that tonight. He's here to heal. And, I, and, I, and, and you're, he's just going to heal As we worship He's just going to heal He's here It's just going to happen So whatever you need Whatever, whatever you're like Okay God Stuff's got to break open I don't even know my future I don't know my direction I don't know where I'm supposed to go I don't know where I'm supposed to land I believe God's saying When you step forward tonight I'm going to speak to you So we're going to worship If that's okay A little more Yeah So Jesus <laughs> We thank you thank you right now. So Father, we release right now. We release a healing wave of your glory in this place. We release direction. I speak into situations that, that, that seem dire, that seem hopeless. Financial situations. And we speak life and we speak prosperity and we speak turnaround. For, for those looking for a job, for, for those in school and it's like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? I don't even know why I'm here right now. I declare breakthrough in Jesus' name. By the Spirit of God, right now, Holy Spirit, take captive every cell that is not in alignment with your word. For your word says, by your stripes we are healed. And so we declare that right now. Backs would pop in, knees would pop in, uh, disorders of the immune system, the things that, have, that, that are just coming against us. We declare right now a wave of healing in this place. That no sickness can be present in your presence, O oh God. So Jesus... Yeah, we thank you for businesses. We thank you for dreams that have been on the shelf for too long. We thank you that you're dusting off things and and you're pushing forward. We thank you for financial provision. Oh, God. In the hardest cases, you're breaking. I see, I see, I'm like seeing a hallway of a hospital and walking down the hallway and there's somebody here tonight and and you've just been in a hospital today and someone you know is in the hospital and I see it's a hospital room and and, and the diagnosis isn't good somebody you know is in the hospital and I believe God wants to heal that person tonight. And you were in a hospital this afternoon. And so, if you're here, would you would you come and we could pray for you? I, I just feel that so. Like I see a vision of you walking down that hospital hallway, and and there's a breakthrough gonna happen. And uh, if, if someone's at, just please respond. I, I just really sense that. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.